Well, hello, my friends, and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. I greet you in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that God sent his only begotten son to die for us, that whosoever believes in him would have eternal life. And I want to thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. Today, I want to talk on the subject of discipleship and unbelief. I'll be teaching from the gospel according to John chapter 20. Discipleship and unbelief. Now to some, that title may seem contradictory. It's like, how can someone be a disciple and unbelieving at the same time? So let me clarify that. When I talk about discipleship and unbelief, I'm not talking about someone who does not believe in Christ. Such a person could not be a disciple in the first place. But I'm talking about a person who is a genuine disciple, but who has struggles living by faith in some of the teachings and promises found in the scriptures. Now that sounds more familiar, right? Because all of us can find ourselves in that place at one time or another. Some of us have a more serious problem than others do in that area. Just because you are a Christian and you read your Bible and you have been born again does not mean you don't have bouts with unbelief. What we are talking about is important because faith is the essence of Christian living. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. In Christianity, we have coined the phrase for the disciple named Thomas as Doubting Thomas. That's because of his reluctance to believe the news that Christ had risen from the dead. The point to bear in mind is that according to the gospel, according to John chapter 20 and verse 24, Thomas was not among the other disciples when Jesus first appeared to them after he had risen from the grave. But let's talk about the depth of Thomas's unbelief. In verse 25, John writes, The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. To put this in proper context, while Jesus was with his disciples on a number of occasions, he told them in advance he would be crucified and then that he would rise again from the dead. Well, they saw him being crucified just as he said he would be. And since he was right about that, their thinking should have been 
that he was probably right about the other thing he said, that is, that he would rise again. And now the other disciples come to Thomas and say, we just saw the Lord, not dead, but alive. So they are corroborating what Jesus had foretold them that he would rise again. Seems as though all this evidence would have erased all doubt. But Thomas says, no, except I shall see the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So Thomas has laid it on the line. He said, there's only one condition upon which I will believe that Jesus has risen. I'm not going to believe he has just because he said that he was going to. Wow. I'm not even going to believe just because you guys say you have seen him. I will only believe if I can see the nail print in his hands and the side where he was pierced. Okay, so eight days later, Jesus shows up and Thomas is among them. And this is what Jesus says to Thomas in verse 27. He says to Thomas, reach hither your finger and behold my hands and reach hither your hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. Wow, this is such a powerful teaching moment and Jesus just nails it. Thomas, be not faithless, but believing. After Jesus rebuked Thomas and showed him his hands that had been nailed to the cross and his side that had been pierced, causing him to bleed out, Peter says to Jesus, my Lord and my God. In this case, it was easy for Thomas to believe Jesus was alive after Thomas had seen him. But note what Jesus says is the real blessing. Verse 29. Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Now, don't get me wrong. However, we get to the point of believing, it's a plus. But the better we can master what Jesus is saying here, the more fulfilled our life will be. Believe me, friend, there are some things you will never accomplish or experience as a Christian if you have to see something before you move forward for the Lord. Let's remember whom we are talking about. We're talking about the 12 men who virtually lived with Jesus during his entire public ministry. They had a more intimate relationship with Jesus than we do, but a number of times they struggled with unbelief. You would think that if anybody was unshakable in their faith, it would be them, but clearly that was not the case. So much for the disciples. Let's talk about us. You know, when I think back on my life, 
I have had a number of long trying experiences. And as I reflect on them, I can truly say that eventually God brought me through every one of those trials. But you know, sometimes my faith journey was not a pretty sight. I agonized over how things were going to turn out. Sometimes I did not get into a mode of faith until I could see how God was working things out. And that's no different than Thomas's experience regarding the resurrection of the Lord. At times, we are all disciples who grapple with this thing called faith. And mind you, I'm talking about doing my many years of ministry. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, the Bible says, We walk by faith and not by sight. That is the way we are supposed to walk. But you know, one of the reasons we struggle with that concept, because we live in a world that conditions us and indoctrinates us to walk by sight. I think about those commercials that we see during the Super Bowl games. During the last Super Bowl game, it cost over $4 million for a 30-second commercial. Wow, what a waste. And the next day, they talked about what were the best ads. And some of them were so silly. I couldn't even see the point. But you know, businesses are not doing that for the fun of it. They understand the power of a visual presentation. People invest that kind of money because of the return realized. So all around us are those visual impacts on our senses. And then we have the promises of God that are intangible. We can't see what's happening. Jesus said we have to learn to believe having not seen. Here's a big deal about unbelief. In James chapter 1, beginning at verse 6, he writes, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 7, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So based on verse 8, when we are wishy-washy in our faith, that can destabilize our walk with the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We can't be double-minded about what we believe. We've got to be deeply rooted in what we believe. And I want to say it again that all of us can experience a struggle to believe at one time or another. The disciples were with Jesus all the time of his public ministry, and they heard all of his teachings and saw all of his miracles, and even they struggled at times. I'm saying that being a Christian does not automatically make you strong in your faith. It's not incidental to being a Christian. It does not come to be over time. We have to consistently work at it. We have coined the phrase, seeing is believing. First of all, I have seen stuff that I don't believe. 
Many years ago, I went to the Wild Adventures theme park in South Georgia, and the magician was going through his routine, and I was so impressed about what he was doing, and even seeing what he was doing, I could not believe what he was doing. And I actually got out of my seat and went up, stood beside the platform where he was to see what I was missing. I could see what he was doing. I still couldn't quite believe my eyes. Jesus says, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just enjoyed talking on this subject, discipleship and unbelief, because it's right where we can find ourselves at times. I hope that you were blessed by our time together. And I pray that you will receive and walk in what Jesus said, and that is, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Praise God. Well, until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, make heaven's best be yours.